0: From Birmingham, I'm Miranda Fulmore. A few years ago, Alabama's Department of Archives and History found thousands of objects from Native American graves in its collection. It also found over 100 sets of ancestral remains. Now the institution is working with tribal nations to give them back. For the Gulf States Newsroom, WBHM's Kyra Miles reports on this complicated
1: process. The Alabama Department of Archives and History paints an impressive picture. Giant white columns rise above groups of elementary school students.
2: It's a welcome sight for staff including Kelly Bowers. This is literally a stop for pretty much every fourth grader in the state and has been for a really long time. So this is the hub of Alabama history. Lately, people have noticed that one of the exhibits is gone. So you can see this is a section where objects have been obscured from view. This same is true over here. The first Alabamians
1: exhibit showed the life of Native Americans in Alabama. But in 2018, the department realized that most of the objects on display were funerary objects and taken without proper permission. Getting those objects back to tribes is Bauer's job. She oversees the Native American Graves Protection and Repatriation Act, or NAGPRA, a federal law that requires public institutions to return cultural objects to indigenous Americans. So Bowers and her team created an inventory, established relationships with tribes, and now they have to start giving stuff
2: back. In speaking to my own children about this, when they ask me what I do at work, what I say is sometimes you do something wrong and when you realize that you've done something wrong, you do everything that you can to make it right. And when you have something that doesn't belong to you, you do whatever you can to give it back.
1: Bowers says they're redesigning the exhibit and want to include indigenous voices from across the country. Something like the exhibits at the Porch Band of Creek Indians Museum in Atmore, Alabama. It's a small museum, and the people you're learning
2: about are the people you're learning from. Like Brandy Chun. So I just said, hello, you know. Um, I'm Brandy, or I'm from Porch, Alabama, and I'm a Creek person.
1: Chun says this museum is important, especially in Alabama, because it lets people know who shaped the land and the resilience
2: of Porch Creek people. You know, you're you're, you're proud of where you are. You're proud of where you come from. You're proud of your people. I'm proud of who my parents were. I'm proud of who my grandparents were and all the struggle that they had to, to get where they are. So to me, it's just like I'm carrying the torch
1: forward. 18 tribes have been working with the Alabama archives. One is the Eastern Band of Cherokee Indians in North Carolina, where Miranda Panther oversees NAGPRA. She says working with the Alabama archives has generally been a good experience, but not everyone is there yet.
2: The state of Alabama is really difficult. We have had the highest incidences of looting in that state over the past few years.
1: Sometimes those objects or human remains are used in scientific research. But in many cases, they weren't donated to science. They were taken. Whether it's an object dug up by a private collector or part of an archeological dig, the end result is the same.
2: Once it's gone, you can't get it back. And cultural resources are non-renewable. So if they've been destroyed or collected, you know not only does that not provide any cultural context for tribes, but it's just gone.
1: Panther says NACPRA isn't just about following a federal law. It's a human rights issue.
2: I really think that we're turning the tide in the professional realm of getting more people on board with taking objects off display, making sure that research isn't occurring without the appropriate tribal people's permission.
1: Panther says she's been using the Alabama archives as a good example of what should happen across the Gulf South. What are now Alabama, Mississippi, and Louisiana are the ancestral homelands for many southeastern tribes. But most of those tribes were forced to move further west during the Indian Removal Act. Deanna Byrd is the NAGPRA coordinator for one of those tribes, the Choctaw Nation of Oklahoma. She's been working with Alabama for years
0: think that they'll probably always be one of those states, simply because they were a huge uh, landmark for us in our homeland. So, you know, Mississippi, Louisiana, Alabama will probably always remain open um, because we work with federal agencies on a regular basis down there.
1: So what happens when the tribes get their objects back? Well, that's private. For one, certain ceremonies are part of closed religious practices. But also, tribes don't want to take the chance of people looting. Bird says working on repatriation has its good moments. It's exciting to make connections and progress with different institutions. But sometimes it weighs on her.
0: There's days where it's, um, it's a little bit more uh, heavy, you know, when you have to, to make maybe a decision about something that you you know, were never really intended to make.
1: Like how to care for someone's ancestors. But she says there are gratifying parts of the process, too.
0: We pray with these ancestors and we, we do all of the, the legal paperwork, right, the admin stuff. But there's also a spiritual component. And so it's very rewarding. And there's a sense of joy in being able to keep that promise that they're going to be able to find peace again.
1: For the Gulf States Newsroom, I'm Kyra Miles. Kyra
0: Miles is a Report for America Corps member reporting on education for WBHM. The Gulf States Newsroom is a collaboration among public media stations in Alabama, Mississippi and Louisiana.